Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. All right, buckle in, sweethearts, because it's going to be a busy day today. We've got our normal every other Thursday lineup, which includes, but is not limited to, Devo Davis, who is a Mark Van by... SEC officials, apparently, courtesy of Guatney Chevrolet. Richard Davenport from the Democrat Gazette. we got Dr. O'Malley from UAMS. we got Mayor Scott. Chris Alley's coming up, the special guest from Rock and Roll Sushi. And we got lots of stuff to talk about, like football and basketball and things. So welcome in. Thanks for being with us. And get ready to rock and roll. And if you're going stir-crazy, I'm sorry. We'll try to keep you entertained for three hours. Fellas, what's up? Man, it is good. Uh, roads are a little... Uh... A little worse today. Yeah, definitely worse. Um, leaving my neighborhood, you know, all that snow that kind of it was really to me easier to drive in. That yep. snow last night or yesterday started to melt, and last night it refroze, and my streets were slick. That yeah. was the first time I really experienced a lot of sliding. Now, when I got on the you know main Highway 10 and Cantrell, I had a couple problems but nothing major and then once you get back on the side streets parking lots it's like whoa it is it's slippery i drove to nashville yesterday so you know i guess everybody's got their own issues so there you go did you have issues i mean do you did you have issues driving no obviously i've got lots of problems but no no issues driving i made it here faster than normal actually so i don't know what happened less cars on the road probably Huh? Yeah, there were a lot of truckers still. I mean, it's still sure. like, you know, yeah. guys who want to pass guys that are going 65 at 66. It's the worst. And I, I appreciate the people who drive the trucks. It's not an easy gig. And listen, if you think it's scary driving an SUV or a sedan on this crap, try doing it on an 18-wheeler. So take some guts to do that, and I appreciate the folks who uh, work over the road. It's not an easy gig. But, um, but yeah, it is, it is a little frustrating at times. Anyway, uh, let's talk about some fun stuff. we got, uh, I guess, one more bad news piece is that there's not going to be any racing in Oakland this weekend out of an abundance of caution and because of predicted cold temperatures. Um, and so I think, I think I went to the one place in the south, guys, that's actually colder than Little Rock. So bad move on my part, but that's where the game is, so that's where I am. UCA playing at Lipscomb tonight. Little Rock's playing on the road tonight as well, the men and women. And so, uh, anyway, but no no racing in Oakland this weekend. We're still going to have Oakland race day this Saturday because why, Wes? What is there to what is there to do on a Saturday when there's no racing in Oakland? Off track betting. Still, still plenty of money to be made. That's right. Get your Oakland Anywhere account warmed up and get it uh, get it uh, funded and get ready to rock because we got the LeCompte, which is the uh, latest points race towards the Kentucky Derby down at Fairgrounds, and hopefully New Orleans is not suffering through any of this crap, and they're running this weekend. They've also got a Philly race for Oaks points. Uh, we're also going to take a look ahead, I'm sure, at the Southwest Stakes potential starters because it's only two weeks away, guys, and all I can say is better this weekend than next weekend to have the snow and the issues. Hopefully it all clears out because next week we've got Big Buck, we got the Southwest Stakes, so it'll be a big weekend, and it looks like the weather is going to be significantly better, and that's good news. That's refreshing. It is. Um, okay, so last night got a chance to watch some college hoops. I'm sure you guys did too. I hate to do it, but let me give congratulations to John Calipari, who got his 400th win at Kentucky last night, winning 90 to 77 over Mississippi State. Ole Miss losing at LSU. The Tigers guys not going to be the easy out we might have thought they would have been before the season. <laughs> and Auburn rolling at Vanderbilt here in Nashville. Not surprising, 80 to 65. Jordan Wright, 27 uh, points. Seven boards and five assists as part of the win uh, back in the LSU game over Ole Miss. Did not see that one coming, fellas. Did not see that one coming last night. you got to say, uh, through four SEC games, LSU's the biggest surprise in the SEC. Yep. Auburn and Alabama are 4-0. and Then you have Kentucky, Georgia, Tennessee, and LSU at 3-1. and Yeah, didn't expect that. No. No, they got in a uh, transfer that, uh, or they they got, they added a player late, and he has added a, a lot to this team. And um, to start off SEC play three and one with a road win at Texas A and M, 
Uh, and then last night's win against Ole Miss, that's that's two quality wins. So, yeah, LSU's improved. Yeah, looks like it so far in the early early going here. Big games coming up this weekend, too. And, you know, again, some teams like A&M got to be desperate right now, expected to do big things, start out 1-3 and three with a heartbreaking loss the other day. And they've got a tough one going to LSU this weekend. So that'll be hmm. a big game. And uh, I'm sure they'll give the Tigers heck over there. Obviously, Arkansas is the early game, noon, against South Carolina on the SEC Network. How about this matchup, boys? Alabama-Tennessee. Yes. A couple of teams with clean slates so far in SEC play. And that's a uh, game at 1 o'clock on ESPN2. And then the nightcap, which is at 7.30, pretty good game, too, with Ole Miss trying to rebound from last night and go over to Auburn and get a victory on the Plains. And that also is on the SEC Network. So some good matchups this weekend. Yeah, so Auburn and Alabama. Like I said, the two undefeated teams in the SEC, they make they could go down. They got tough games this weekend. Could good challenge. So they, this is going to be the I SEC. Tennessee lost. That's right. Yeah, Tennessee's Tennessee three and one. Right. But um, right. this we said this earlier. Uh, you know, in years past where thirteen and five is pretty much guaranteeing you a uh, SEC championship. Or most years, thirteen and five is good enough. That may not be the case this year. I think it's a, it's a pretty deep league and. Thirteen and five. You're, I think you win it for sure, but you may, you know, you may, uh, may see a twelve and six team up there also winning the SEC. I take another surprise for me at least is Georgia at three and one, and I, I guess I'd have to go back. I know they beat Arkansas. I have to go back and look at their whole schedule, but going to Kentucky this weekend, big opportunity for them, and then you got Florida trying to kind of stay where they are, move up a little bit. I mean, big opportunity for them. You got a couple of one and oh, I guess Missouri's zero and four, one and three Florida, zero and four Missouri. So trying to stay out of the basement, uh, you know, and, and at the bottom of the standing. So I guess a big game for different reasons. And then you got a game that not many people will watch outside of Vanderbilt, Mississippi State fans going at it this weekend too. Yeah, Justin, you look at the one and three teams in the SEC. All of these teams thought, and at least within the team and maybe the fan base, thought, you know, we're NCAA tournament teams, Mississippi yep. State, Florida, Arkansas, A&M. Uh, those one and three teams got to make a move and, and, and start digging out a little bit of a hole that they've dug earlier this season. There's no doubt. Is it fair to say the the SEC is not as deep as it was, or it's not as talented as it was last year, at least? I think it's not. No, I don't think that is fair. I mean, you, no, I you look at the top. I think it's top heavy. Yeah, it's You've very got to, top heavy. Is what, I mean, no, I think it's I mean. deep. I mean, we just mentioned those one and three teams that thought they were NCAA tournament teams. Well, they very well could be NCAA tournament teams, but they're one and three. I don't think teams like Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Arkansas right now are that good. I I disagree. I don't think Ar- Arkansas still got to show me more. Yeah, yeah. I think A and M's a good team. I, I think Arkansas caught them without one of their top three players. That helped tremendously. They also caught them on a really really poor first half shooting night. A and M played better in the second half, but I I think A and M's a tournament team. Uh, I'm, just because they're off to a slow start doesn't change my mind on them. Jury's out on LSU. Georgia's you know in great shape. You know they're thirteen and four overall and. They're off to a good start in league play. Everybody expected Tennessee, Kentucky, well, yeah, Alabama and Auburn all be all to be there. All four of those guys, and then Ole Miss. I mean, the book's not written on them yet. Fifteen and two overall. Obviously, weak schedule early on, but five hundred in conference play. South Carolina's way outperformed expectations. And you're right, Wes. That collection of four teams certainly expected big things. Having seen Missouri and Vanderbilt in person. Did not expect them to do a whole lot. Neither one of those two is going to be a tournament team. So you can write them off at this point. Arkansas cannot afford to lose their games against Missouri. That's a chance to clean up, and you better do it. Speaking of Missouri, Nate Oates got reprimanded yesterday, but apparently not suspended for pushing a Missouri player. For those who (laughs) didn't see it, there was a a bit of an exchange of words, and he got in there, and I thought he was far too aggressive. So did Greg Sankey in shoving a player back towards his own bench. Players shouldn't have been there, admittedly. But you you know you don't lay your hands on the guy. That's the official's you know job. And I, I went back and watched the video again today, and the official looked like said something. Oh, it's like I got this. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that ain't your job, bro. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourself, dummy. But I think Nate Oates is such a cocky sob. I don't like him. Joe Klein was in here defending him last week, and that's fine. Joe knows him better than I do. I can't stand the dude. I think he's a complete jag off. Yeah, that's a, that's a simple thing. Look, the guys over there, they're mouthing. You just get in between them as a coach and, and start kind of walking him backwards. You do not put your hands on him. And you certainly don't put your hands on him and shove him. Uh, right. that, that's not You said that's not your job. And, and it really could have escalated the situation. I mean, yeah. kudos to that player. I mean, yeah. what, if he, what if he had reacted differently? I mean, this could have been ugly. 
Yeah, he might have been PO'd about something that's going on in the game, the player I'm talking about, but that was showing some respect, at least to the opposing coach. Yep. Because, I mean, a lot of guys would have shoved his hand off and said, don't touch me. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, the Missouri's coach is very fiery. They're not doing a very good job right now, but um, and they don't have a very good roster. But uh, he's a pretty fiery dude, and I'm surprised he didn't come over and say something. I know he was mad after the game, and his biggest thing was, why wasn't he teed up? Because if a player did that, he would have gotten te- a technical mm. and. I think that would have been fair. And the fact that they didn't find him I thought was a little bit chicken blank, too, but whatever. Um, speaking of coaches soon to be in the SEC, I know you guys have been talking about it off the air. we got to talk about it on the air. But, I mean, huge jockstrap to Rodney Terry, who's the Texas head coach. Does anybody – honestly, if you told me today who's the head coach of Texas, I didn't know it. I haven't paid any attention. To them. I know the He rank. was the guy that filled in for Beard, Beard last yeah. year and just kept the job. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't I know his name. Pull. I knew who I he was. Him, yeah. but I forgot him, but when they said it, I was like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. You could have thrown me nine names. I wouldn't have picked his name out of a hat. So, anyway, they got beat by UCF yesterday. He got his feelings hurt, and he was crying about it afterwards. We're going to play the clip in a second. Sidebar, dude looks like Gus Fring to me. Christian, you see it? He looks like Giancarlo Esposito. That's right. Um, I put the pictures up side by bit, side I guess. today. I was like, listen, Gus Fring, you're not going to tell me I can't say horns down. Anyway, here he is after the game. And the problem is, again, it's kind of like the Nate Oates thing, right? You don't need to tell the players what they should and shouldn't do, can and can't do. You might pull the head coach aside and go, look, dude, didn't appreciate that. That's not cool. But you don't go down the, you don't go down the handshake line and tell players from an opposing team that horns down is classless. I thought that was the biggest Delta Bravo move I've seen. That was, to me, it was not as bad as Oates' deal, but pretty soft, yeah? Yeah. I mean, who are you to be telling me this? I mean, seriously, I don't need a lecture from the opposing coach on what I need to do. If my coach doesn't like it, he will talk to it, and we'll dr- he'll address it in the locker room or wherever. But, no, that, that's not your place. Also, and, if I'm and say- you're, you're just adding fuel to the fire. Honestly, yeah. I mean, now... We like it. We're not talking about it normally, but we, we are now because you're crying about it. And now, yeah, you think wherever they go from now on, I mean, even more so... They're gonna the fans, uh, uh, players are gonna be doing the hook'em horns. It's like no, no, we do no that no. I I thought that was really a, a bad move on his part. Yeah, I know Johnny Dawkins said he's the head coach at Central Florida. Said he didn't see it, but you know my thing is that's not what the, the shake line is for. And again, you pull Dawkins aside and say, look, I didn't appreciate that. I think it's pretty low rent. But here's the deal about Central Florida. What's unique about them in Texas? They're now in the same conference. It's new for Central Florida. So guess what? Those players are excited. Plus, you just came back after being down big, and you beat a ranked team. Of course they're excited about it. And here's what I hate to break to Texas. A lot of the teams that you play next year Mm. are going to be playing you for the first time in a long time, and they're going to be really excited to beat you, especially if you come in here ranked and they come back and beat you, and that's their right. And you're going to get it from the fans, and you're going to get it from the players, and, hell, you're probably going to get it from some coaches too. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> Let me tell you what, crybabies. Cry your eyes into your little little cry towel that cost $271 million because that's how much money Texas made last year. They just reported record revenue net last year, $271 million. You know why you get it? You ought to look at it as a sign of respect because you're a big dog when it comes to making money. You're a ranked team, and you got beat by a lesser team. And their coach is a big old baby about this, and he better get over it before he gets to the SEC because it ain't going to get better. It's just going to get worse. If you think Big 12 fan bases are cocky, just wait till you get over here, dude. It's just going to get worse for you guys. Here's Rodney Terry after the game, whining in his press conference. And again, him trying to explain why he's mad is almost lamer than him complaining about it to the players. You know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, you win the right way, you lose the right way. And, you know, I always tell my guys, you know, um, whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go through the handshake line or proud of getting to the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. We don't do that, you know, because when you do those kind of things, it looks very classless, and it also looks like you were just hoping to win. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. You know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down like like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. You know, so that's what I was angry about. And I was letting those guys know you don't do that. You know, you guys won. 
hey, we shake, you know, shake your hand, tip our head to you, but we're not going to let you act that way in our building. You're not going to do that. You're not going to put your horns down and do all that nonsense. Oh, let me tell you something. We are going to do it, and we are going to do it in Austin, and we are going to do it in Fayetteville, and we are going to do it in Auburn, and we're going to do it in Tuscaloosa, and we're going to take back the White House. Listen, you better get used to it, dude, you big old baby. I mean, how pathetic is that? And the thing is, too, if it's, I would feel differently if they were horns down in the face of the players yeah. after they won. Yeah. That's different. They're celebrating at the end of the game as the final buzzer's going off, and they're walking over to the handshake line. Give me a flipping break, you big baby. God. Yeah, I grew up in Texas. I know a lot of Texas alum. I didn't like Texas growing up, and I've done my share of horns down. Not once. Have I ever had one of my buddies go get mad at me for doing that? It, it's not a big deal. The, people don't get offended like that. He got more offended about this than anybody I've ever really seen. Part of the deal. He he was butthurt because they got beat. Yeah, That's it. He was well, mad because they got beat. Mad and yeah. embarrassed, and he took it out on the other team celebrating. Well, I don't remember which one of you two said it earlier, but... All you're doing is asking for more of this now. Oh. Now we know it gets under your skin. Now we're going to do it twice as much. I'm going to do it when you win. Not when, just when you lose. <laughs> you're going to get it all the time, you jerk. Anyway, um, so that that's that story there. Just wait. I cannot wait for next year, man. Because, again, I mean, we most of us were brought up to hate Texas. I mean, I hated them as an Iowa State fan because they got all the calls when we played against them. They screwed us out of a couple of games over the years on some calls that were questionable. There's a football game, I remember, where we stripped them at the one and they gave the ball back to Texas for no apparent reason, and then they end up winning the game. It was complete nonsense. But that's what happens. You get all the advantages. You have everything you could possibly ever have in your favor, and it's still not enough. you still got to cry. But anyway, whatever. Um, let's see. What else happened in basketball last night? Oh, Speaking of getting in trouble, the ACC has reprimanded. I guess they can't fine him. Although, will there ever be fines, you think, for players in this NIL era? Maybe someday. NC State guard DJ Horn. He flashed the bird to, to the officials when he was going to the foul line the other day when they beat Wake Forest on Tuesday night. He made both of them, but apparently that did not escape the uh, purview of the league. And he got busted. He said, I got caught up in the heat of the moment and made a disrespectful gesture that I should have never done. That's not who I am. Listen, I think more referees deserve the bird personally, but whatever. I mean, uh, they, they can't let it go, I guess. If they saw it, they have to say something. Well, did the official see it at the time? No. Oh, okay. But it was all over social media. I so got hilarious. you. Okay, the officials missed it. League saw it, reprimanded him. I got you. Yeah. I don't literally want that to happen, actually, but it was kind of funny. I mean, really, the only um, thing, if that happened during the game and the officials saw him, they could... They could eject him, or tech, you know, probably just one technical. I don't know if they could, te- you know, could technically Does he still get to because shoot his free throws. Yes, take his free throws away, right? No, they no, he you get shoot his free throws, throws but the other, the other team, team. Gets, yeah. Uh, yeah I so think if the other team seven. shoots them, then you shoot them. There yeah. was two seconds left, and they won by seven. So I don't think it would have mattered. No, but, but I, all I was going to say is they could all, really they could have suspended him for one game. That'd be so lame. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, I got a couple other things here. I got a chance last night after I got over here to Nashville to watch. UConn and Creighton. I don't know if you guys saw any of that game. There was, I was watching the Kentucky game a little bit, too, but that was not close. But uh, UConn's got a sophomore center that I think just came back. Clinging. Mm-hmm. 7'2", 280. Yeah, he's good. This kid plays with a great amount of joy, and he is a beast, but he moves really well for a big guy. His numbers weren't impressive, but I love watching the guy play, and UConn is really good. We talked about the Arkansas spacing. Man, they do a great job of spacing the floor. It was fun watching them, and obviously Creighton's really good too. But they were—they're uh, impressive, man. It was also two-dollar beer night at Creighton, and I saw some some pictures on social media. The kids, because most of the schools—I I don't know—schools canceled there or what, or they weren't going back yet. Uh, but they were crushing a ton of two-dollar beers last night. I'm like, we need two-dollar beer night around here. Hmm. Yeah, I still say UConn's the team to beat. Yeah, I agree. In college basketball. Klingon is so well uh, put together, and then moves so well. I had no idea it was seven-two. Yeah, my yeah. thing is with Klingon. Uh, he's an NBA guy, but he put on unneeded weight this year. He was 260, and now he's dealing with some foot issues. It's like, just go back down. You don't need yeah. to be 280. You're fine at 260. And also, it's a little concerning that he averages 20 minutes a night. It's like, can he play more? Can he only play that m- many minutes? Do you think it's because they're so deep they don't need him to play maybe that much? Maybe so, or, else, or maybe he just can't play that many minutes. I don't mm. know. So that's a little concerning, but he looked like he was moving around fine. He didn't look tired to me. He was singing Taylor Swift songs on the sideline. I saw. So he. Seemed like I do like him though. He's an NBA guy. 
Yeah, he's nice. Uh, speaking of NBA guys, game ball to Jordan Walsh, first NBA minutes last night. And how about this? Think you think he could use him at Arkansas right now? Three minutes, four rebounds last night. He was 0 for 1. Yeah. But four, four, you get more than a rebound a minute. There's a lot of guys that uh, would love to be able to do that at Arkansas right now. He'd probably lead the team in rebounding this year. I think that's probably safe to say, Christian. Yep. There's no doubt. Uh, I think that's it. I guess we're going to hit a break. We've got Debo coming up. Also, this is a weird story. Um, so, I, I don't know if you guys saw this. I know most people aren't following women's basketball. I, by the way, Clayton Clark moving up the scoring list. She passed Brittany Griner this week. They've won 15 in a row. She's at 33.06. Had 32 the other night in a uh, 46-point win over Wisconsin. Women's basketball scores are out of control sometimes. Um, South Carolina just beat somebody by six. Beat LSU, was it? I think it was, by 60. Oh, no, it's Kentucky. It's crazy. still happening. But listen, this is a weird deal. So TCU, the women, canceled their next two games because they don't have enough players available. So I thought, well, maybe they really suck and they just don't want to get on the floor. They're 14-4. and four. They just get hit with injuries hard? I think so. I, I, I saw someone tweet out yesterday that one of their top players, and it was like, here we go again. Another one out. So-and-so yeah, is done. One, they got an ACL, uh, their point guard... But I'm like, it wasn't. I, it's just hard to believe that you can't field a team. You know, you're 18 games into the season. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. You can't put five out there. 13 scholarship players. You got how many out with injuries? They had ten play. They had ten players play on Saturday. It must and be an illness too. Down. Yeah, it wasn't you might like be a right. DeAndre Ayton situation where he was iced in and he couldn't get out and go to his. Professional game where he's getting paid thirty million dollars a year. What is? How does that work? Chris? I mean, how does it work? Why? How? Where were they? Where was he? Well, I, I assume it was a home game. They're Portland. I mean, but you can't like At, get a helicopter or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, surely you got a team member or a, a staffer or well, they said somebody they that... sent they sent guys to like try to get them out, but it was to no avail. I guess I don't know. Why it was. Does he live on the top of a mountain? Yeah, like how does he it... live next door to the Grinch? I mean, how do you? How can you not get him out? I don't know. <laughs> That's bizarre. Anyway, let's set a break. We had Debo coming up in just a sec. We'll uh, get his thoughts. I, I told the morning guys. I only got one question: Were you trying to kick the guy in the in the, in the boys or what? And I just need my simple no because that's what he's going to say. I'm sure. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. This is SportsCenter. Some lopsided victories in the top 25 in men's college basketball last night. It was number one, UConn 62, Creighton 48. The Huskies get to 16-2 on the season. North Carolina handled Louisville 86-70 behind 21 points from R.J. Davis. Houston gets 29 points from Jamal Shedd. They beat number 25, Texas Tech, 77-54. Kentucky cruises past Mississippi State 90-77. 27 points for Antonio Reeves. Caleb Love has 20 for Arizona as they top USC 82-67. Auburn handles Vanderbilt 80-65. Oklahoma downs West Virginia 77-63. And the lone upset of the night, LSU beats Ole Miss 89-80. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Impressive, powerful, aerodynamic, thrilling, and unforgettable. All words to describe Saracen's January giveaway vehicle, Nissan's exciting 400Z. Play at Saracen all this month for your chance to win an incredible Z car from Welsh Nissan. Winning is as easy as simply playing Saracen's games. Take the short 40-minute ride down the Saracen Casino Resort. It's Little Rock's closest place to play, and it's the only place in Arkansas to win a fabulous Z car. Saracen Casino Resort. 
Gambling problem? Call 800-FOXY-2-4700. Roger Scott. I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, the problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer is a proud sponsor of the big game. Since 19. 19- 1957. Guadney has had its own winning team. And with brand new team member Debo Davis, they can't lose. I'm proud to know I have the support of my personal hometown dealership, Guadney Chevrolet. Trading with Guadney is a slam dunk. Guadney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 982-2102. GuadneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Go Guadney or go home. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for a night of heart-pounding action. Pinnacle Fight Night, where warriors become legends. On February 3rd, experience the thrill of professional boxing as top fighters Carlos Nava, 10-0 with six knockouts, and Thomas, Candyman Blair, 7-0 with three knockouts, defend their perfect records. At the Maumelle Event Center, as fighters from around the U.S. compete for victory. Don't miss the chance to be a part of history. Tickets are selling fast, so grab yours today at Eventbrite. Pinnacle Fight Night, where legends are made. You're back in the zone with Justin Eggery and Wes Moore, Central Arkansas's only midday sports talk show. People dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy, shiny toy with a price, you know that I bought it. Killing me so out the window, always waiting for you to be waiting below. Devils roll the dice, angels roll their eyes, what doesn't kill me makes me want you more. tires right now i think you know the answer to that anybody's been driving around central arkansas knows you got to have good tires and big o tires will take care of you 100 off select set of big o tires right now they got all the name brands great selection of tires plus they got the big o tire take advantage of their deals monthly deals can be found at bigotires.com slash deals remember they do more than just tires if there's something going on with your car cold can mess up your car you need somebody to take a look at it, swing on by Big O Tires. They do a lot more than just tires. Cabot and Conway. and Conway, they're on Hark Rider. And Cabot, it's Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. Go check out our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust. Talking to Devo Davis in mere moments. Courtesy of Guatney Chevrolet. We'll uh, let you know when he is on. You guys will let me know when he is on. Uh, talked about the win the other night, and then looking ahead to South Carolina, just saw a note from our friends at the Travs. Good gift idea for birthday, maybe, or Valentine's Day. Single game tickets going on sale February 1st. You can catch Travs over on Buzz 2 again this season. And I'm assuming you can still snatch up some uh, season tickets if you're interested in that as well. Sound question of the day while we wait? Please do. The Cowboys keeping Mike McCarthy is, question mark, the right thing, a money thing, questionable, inexcusable. So far, questionable is leading at 50%. I think that's where I'd place my vote. That's where I placed my vote. That's Wes? where I placed my vote. Um, gosh. You know, Monday I was convinced he was gone. Yeah. And, you know, that maybe that's the immediate reaction. You know, we overreact sometimes. And after talking with Mickey and some others that maybe are a little less, you know, emotional than me, I, I understand I'm still not sold i guess on mccarthy look he's gone 12 and 5 12 wins the last three years he's got the best winning percentage as a cowboys head coach but like i said monday now for a cowboys fan it's it's more than just that Mm -hmm. you know somebody pointed out well he's won the nfc east two out of the last three years it's not about winning the nfc east as a cowboys fan it is about honestly it's yeah i know you gotta take baby steps and win more than one playoff game in a year it win two, get to the nfc championship game but still as a cowboys fan the goal is even higher it's super bowl it is and it's been a long time and it's about getting to the super bowl and then well, and maybe i should take the razorback you know fan but, but like we talked with but you know with mike anderson and pelfrey and stan heath there was a long long drought of getting just to the sweet 16 and musclemans come in and done that three three years in a row and 
Razorback fans are excited about that and happy about that, and they, they they realize you know that is a great step. And maybe as a Cowboys fan, I should take that and and learn from that and just say, hey, just be happy to get to the NFC East or the NFC Championship game. But they can't even do that, and so that's right. the frustrating thing because you see the talent, but you know what, Mickey Spagnola last night on Fox 16 pointed out the Cowboys wins over their opponents was th- their opponents had a, a winning record of 38%. It was the 7th worst or the 7th easiest mm-hmm. in the NFL. And he pointed out they they only beat 3 went 4 teams with a winning record all year. And maybe they weren't as good as we thought. You know, they had a soft schedule and it got they got exposed and maybe Green Bay was just a better team. <laughs> I just got a note from Kev, who's also a Cowboys fan. He said we should have had an E-choice, BS. Uh, so apparently he is not, not very happy about the, the decision. I was going to point out something, too, I saw this morning. Uh, how many how many wins have the Cowboys averaged the last three years, Wes? Twelve. How many wins have the Eagles averaged the last three years in the regular season? Somewhere some, around some 12. Pretty close. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Nick, Nick Sirianni's won 36 games in the regular season in the last three years. I believe that's what I read this morning. Uh, they also went to the Super Bowl. And guess what? His head's potentially on the chopping block, too. Here's what's going to suck if you're a Cowboys fan, is they fire Sirianni and get somebody that everybody perceives as an upgrade, Harbaugh, Belichick, and you're sitting there holding McCarthy for another season, and you have the same thing happen. If I'm a Cowboys fan... I'm gonna. I mean, I don't like this dude, but there's a certain someone in the world of media that's burning his cowboy stuff and throwing it in the trash, and I think there are going to be a few more people joining him next year if that happens. Yeah, that's the thing. This is the off season where yeah. great head coaches are available. available. That's and that's the thing that you see the that's out there. You know, uh, uh, Pete Carroll at worst. I mean, if a lot of people yeah. went ABC. They put Pete Carroll at C. I, I think that's an upgrade. You know, B Harbaugh or A Harbaugh. Yeah, I'll take him. Sign him up. And I'm even like Bill Belichick. Coach Kelly's taught me into that. So, yeah, you see the options that are that are out there. And, you know, remember this time last year? We are like thinking, or two years ago, it's a, it's a one-year deal uh, because there's a certain coach out there, former coach from New Orleans, that they're going to grab as soon as he's available. Well, that didn't happen. Now here's Jerry Jones is known for this though honestly guys he gives his coaches a lot of rope he he he's not one to mm-hmm. to react quickly he 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 does he takes the slow route with his coaches and Jason Garrett was a, hung around for a long time a lot longer than he should have as a Cowboys head coach well that's what I was going to say he, he gives, gives the wrong ones trouble. a lot of rope though yeah. that's the problem mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, there are a couple of guys he should have never let get away from him but because of pride he did and then he keeps these guys that are I don't want to say bums, but not nearly as qualified or as good or successful. It's kind of com- like complacency, which is odd. Devo's calling, by the way. Okay, let's get him in. Yeah, I'm a. I'm surprised. I, I am. I, I'm surprised, and I am. A, I'm a little disappointed. I thought they're going to move on. I don't. I don't hate Mike McCarthy, West. No. And when he was hired, I thought it was a pretty good hire with the you know championship pedigree. And I, honestly, like I hope it works out. I hope you guys get to the NFC Championship game next year. But it is going to be a really tough thing to swallow as a, as a Cowboys fan if you guys fall on your face in the first round of the playoffs, or God forbid, don't make it next year. How much of Sunday's game was McCarthy's fault, though? Um, I mean, look, he's the head coach, so you're ultimately you responsible sure? for all of it. I'm sure. Yeah. Surely you discussed the defensive game plan, even though you're the offensive play caller now, or maybe you didn't. But no, I mean, obviously the defense was. Do the you one put that loss mostly on deck? Or mostly on the defense. Mostly on the defense. Defense was but atrocious. Then, yeah, Dak Dak, and the decision, bad decisions, yeah. The decision to play more zone than you've played all year baffles me. And Dan Dak, Quinn's a great DC. Dak gave them fourteen points. How much yeah, did they lose did. by? Well, they I mean Dak the, they padded some stats there at the end. Yeah. It was just meaningless. Yeah. Dak gave them fourteen points. You can't do that against anybody. Certainly not a team no. that good. You're gonna lose that game nine times out of ten. That's it. That's all it comes down to. The Zone is joined by Razorback guard and fan favorite Devo Davis. Davis. Davis going right to the rack. Pretty finish with his left hand. Devo grew up in Jacksonville, so it only makes sense that he's brought to you by Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney Chevrolet is the gold standard for car shopping experience. And Devo Davis sets the gold standard for basketball play. It's Davis. 
for the lead. Visit GuatneyChevrolet.com to see all the great deals. Now, let's hit the hardwood with Devo Davis. Devo, welcome. Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. Congrats on the win. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. We need it. We must win. Um, no doubt. I feel good about it. Yeah, I sure. guarantee you. I got two questions for you, and I'm going to let the guys go. First question... Were you trying to kick the guy in the groin or not? No, I didn't. You know, it's crazy. Like, it's like I when I do layups and stuff, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how I do it, like, within the aspect of my legs going places or whatever. And, I mean, he came out of nowhere. So, I mean, I didn't see him. And then I, I actually was coming down in my legs. Like, I got to come down and my legs have to come down with me. You know, I mean, gravity is crazy. <laughs> like, I had no opportunity to, like, Pull my leg back, and so I accidentally kicked him, but it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I thought it was, uh, you can't say it because I don't want you to get in trouble, but it was a BS call for you to be ejected. What did you do in the locker yeah, room? Yeah, um, that's all the coaches said, too. They said that it wasn't supposed to be a play, too, but uh, we ain't got to talk about that. I mean, okay. we won the game now, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad that the cooler heads prevailed once the game was over. A little too little too late, but that's okay. I'm glad you guys won. What did you do in the locker room when they sent you back there? I went to the training room and turned the TV on and finished watching the game. Was it I hard to sit? I mean, were you sitting still? Were you standing up? Were you running around? What were you doing? You know, sitting down. Then and then, um, you got Wade Taylor coming down, shooting crazy threes, and they going in. You know, Jim, he don't shoot in every day, so it's kind of like it's hard to sit down watching this. Yeah. Did Did you come back out and celebrate with the team? Yeah, I did. I okay. went. I came back in the locker room, and uh, I couldn't come down the court, but I met I met him in the locker room, and we celebrated. Okay, I was looking for you out on the court after the game. I thought maybe you could come back out after the game, and I and I couldn't see you, but I couldn't see everybody, so I didn't know if you came back out and celebrated with the team. What did you think of that last play? The the, the just the drive and and the score from Tremont Mark. Ah, oh, amazing! I mean. Sitting the second one on one play, um, great one on one play. I, I feel that that was a look that um, Coach Musk would have would have drew drew up regardless who was out there, regardless um, how much time on the clock it was going to be um, either that or um, some type of ball screen action. And so um, I think it was a good play. Um, he he was cooking all night. Great great one on one play. I mean, you can't ask nothing better than that. You were ejected with four minutes and 41 seconds to go in the game, so your defense was missed down the stretch. Who were you guarding um, during the night? Um, we were switching off. Um, I had a little bit of uh, rapper. I mean, that's usually who I guard since I've been here. Uh, I usually guard uh, Tyrese Rafford. Um, a little bit of Wade Taylor. Um, he, he had a crazy night, even though he took like 30-some shots. I mean, it's still a lot of shots, but I mean, I guess Put on points and can't go along with that. But um, and then I guarded some of their three man as well. So yeah, forty was good. He needed forty three though. That's the thing. Uh, Boots had a terrible day. <laughs> Two of fifteen, zero of five. So tip of the cap to you. We also talked yeah. going into this game about the need to find rebounds and Debo, you and L. And it was good to see L back on the floor and playing well. You guys led the team with six rebounds apiece. But it had to be mm-hmm. frustrating. They ended up with nineteen rebounds. A lot of them were just balls batted out off of misses. And let's be real. This is an A&M team that doesn't shoot it particularly well, so there are going to be a lot of rebound opportunities. How tough was that mm-hmm. to see them, you know, collecting all those offensive rebounds? Yeah, that's a big emphasis we put on a lot of these games that we um been playing in, and we not a good um, rebounding team, and so we got to continue to get better at it. Uh, I feel that we can. It's nothing that um, it takes. Rebounded, but effort, you know, it's effort. And I mean, um, if everybody wanted to rebound for the five guys that's on the court, if everybody um, pull in and rebound um, on the defensive end, um, especially, um, I think we could be a better rebounding team. But I mean, it's not something that we can't get better at, and I think we will. Talking to Devo Davis on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline brought to you by Guatney Chevrolet. I just mentioned L, and he's a guy that's been a little bit buried on the bench. And then, you know, you got some guys that played really well in the previous game in a loss, and coached mm-hmm. on their praises, and then, you know, one didn't see the court, one barely saw the court. 
uh, you know, and then Battle didn't play. I mean, you've been through this over the years too, where your your minutes go up and down. Obviously, you're you're a guy that uh, gets leaned on pretty heavily now in your last year, but as a player. You know, it takes some real maturity, and obviously you got to look at the big picture, but it's got to be tough, I would think. Yeah, tell me what that's like. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the, the next man up, and, and like you spoke, like some of the guys that didn't get in, um, if they would have got in, I feel like they would have been ready. So um, it's not something that um, we go into the game knowing who's going to get in, who's not going to get in at all, you know. Um, it's something that uh, just goes with the flow of the game. And I think um, next game, um, Guys like Joseph and Lady, they get some some playing time, you know, um, get thrown in there because got some so um, some different guys played this previous game. So I mean, it, we go back and forth. I mean, there's no specific um, lineups that we really um, practice with or anything like that. Um, other than the starting five, uh, once that's announced, uh, once we do it, we start scouting and things like that. So, Devo, I. I don't know what would have happened if Tremont Mark doesn't hit that shot for the rest of the season, but I don't have a good feeling uh, because of the hole that you dug. You lose a 20-point lead. That It would have been a devastating loss. Instead, it is a great win, and, and, and the feeling uh, across the state is a lot better this week than it has been. What is it like in the, the locker room? What's it been like the last couple of days at practice? Oh, uh, much better. Much better for sure, uh, especially after going over to film and uh, and knowing that some of the little things that um, that, that we worked on, uh, some of it came to life in the game. And so um, we want to continue to just try to get better um, as a team, for sure, do that. And also just make sure that uh, we won that game, but it's behind us enough. And so we just got to stay level-headed. I mean, we still got our backs on the wall, of course, um, is what most brought up and stuff. Um, I think overall, uh, we got to continue to win games, you know, um, like you said, we dug ourselves a huge hole, um, and, and that's fine. It's, it's, it happened before, and I feel that uh, we continue to stay on the track uh, that we are on uh, to continue to get better at the small stuff. I think uh, we can continue to make this little run. Devo, Coach praised you guys grit after the game. That was one of the first things he mentioned on the post-game broadcast. <laughs> Talking to the ESPN guys, he mentioned in his post-game to the media as well. Um, you know, obviously this is a team that has talented athletes, but I saw something, you know, the other day that I hadn't seen in a minute, and it was, you know, again, on both ends of the floor, guys fighting through screens. I mean, defensively, you guys had a little edge about you, and it really helped set the tone early on. You know, I'm just curious what the difference was for you guys. Not to say that you haven't been playing hard before, but it seemed like there was an extra step forward. You guys just peeved off about losing all these games, or what was the deal? What was the difference in the edge, you think, the other night? Yeah, of course, um, the, the losing part, nobody wants to lose. Um, we've built um, um, a, a program that's um, built on winning. And so, we, of course, losing is not the motive at all. And so, yeah, we're all mad about that. But we also know that we got to get better, like I've been saying. But, yeah, like, just knowing that we as a team, we as a team got to know, like, we got to stay together. Um, the practices um, is, is really a key for us. Uh, we are a really good practice team, um, and we just know we have to translate that the practices to the game, uh, such as moving the ball a little bit more and um, moving without the ball um, on the offensive end, helping each other on the defensive end, um, on hip sides and the bottom of the eye and things like that. And so, um, just helping each other out on both ends of the court. Um, so it can make it a little easier for all of us, um, which is, has, has it's been like that the last few years for me. I mean, I feel that the guys that been on the court with me, they hit me out um, to make me look better, but then uh, I also help them out to make them look better, you know, in certain, in certain um, areas. And so, I mean, um, just sticking together um, and making sure, like, like I said, like the practices, making sure uh, we're all glued um, and, and making sure we're all on the same page. Uh, South Carolina Saturday, good luck to you. You know what happens if you win? Yep. It, it's, a, it's a winning streak. Let's get it going. It's a winning streak. And then we got to go to Oxford. We got to, and then we play, come back and play Kentucky. So, uh, pretty good winning streak there. I mean, um, that'd be nice. Then we come here um, at the Oxford. I feel Kentucky game um, will be crazy. Let's go. First things first. Uh, go crush those Gamecocks on Saturday, man. Good luck this weekend. For sure. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you.
All right, Devo Davis, always great and candid, and we appreciate Guadagni Chevrolet. He's been a great segment. We're going to miss him next year. Got to find a, mm. got to find our replacement. It's going to be tough to replace. That's big shoes to fill. Can he potentially come back again? <laughs> Maybe he's an I, I, I don't think any of us expect that, but he could. Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine that's going to happen. Ten fifty. Got to hit a break. Richard Davenport on the other side. Get a recruiting update. Stay tuned. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain, and we use your body's healing properties, the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain. You have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. The Bucks are back. At the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. You could win a lifetime hunting license, a Browning A-Bolt rifle, or a $1,000 gift card from Hunter's Refuge. The Taka Hunting Gear Game and Fish Foundation Free Kids Zone, including a trout pond, hoverball, buana gym, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for your chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. Rattlesnakes, chainsaw carving, birds of prey, monster trucks, and the Oaklawn Big Buck Chili Cook-Off. The Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic. Presented by Oaklawn. Tree stands, clothing, RVs, ATVs, UTVs, ammo, and more. Hundreds of vendors with huge discounts. It's a Hall of Fame event and an Arkansas tradition. January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Sponsored by Reliance Bank, Oaklawn Hot Springs, Arkansas, Bradford Marine and ATV, Tracker Off-Road, Hunter's Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, Outlaw Beer, and 103.7 The Buzz. Visit BigBuckClassic.com and Facebook for more info. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Eggery and Wes Moore. All right, let's get to it. Recruiting time with Richard Davenport from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports. Richard, how's, how's things in Northwest? Cold, man, cold. I've, I noticed one thing. It definitely, uh, and I knew, knew that uh, before we moved up here you're you're usually looking at on average anywhere from five to ten degrees difference from up here to to down there so uh, uh it's it's been tough go as far as the weather yeah uh my prediction cold uh busy weekend last weekend for the football program yeah they had uh they had about twenty kids visit uh last weekend uh, some of the notables uh uh, Anthony Kennedy from Little Rock uh, Southwest, six six, about two eighty, defensive lineman, twenty twenty uh, twenty six prospect. Uh, got an offer from Arkansas. He had he had a few other offers before uh, visiting last Friday. I mean Saturday, excuse me. But uh, he's a he's a kid that uh, dreamed of, of uh, you know getting an offer from Arkansas. Now he has that. So, but uh, being a twenty six guy, he obviously has plenty of time to. 
to make a decision. So uh, no no hurry there. Uh, Jack Lang, a, a consistent uh, four-star offensive lineman from Eureka, uh, Missouri, also visited. He, he's just blowing up. I, I think I've seen this week. He's he's got uh, about five or six offers just this week, and I think he had about uh, fifteen to twenty when he uh, got on campus at Arkansas on Saturday. So uh, about six five, about uh, two hundred seventy five pounds. Uh, highly recruited kid and then they're going to have some more kids coming in this weekend and and the following weekend and then february you're going to have a dead period so the coaches can catch their breath with some of the uh shake up in the uh lineup or i'm sorry on the roster uh, what do you think is that magic number what how many are they looking to add now from the portal i think you're probably going to add about two or three more uh line maybe another linebacker uh, maybe another offensive lineman, but I, I think some of that depends on how the spring goes. Uh, I think when, obviously when uh, you go through spring, you evaluate what you got and, and you, you, you see some of the younger guys and see how they develop and, and then uh, then you may reevaluate what you thought you, you were going to need in the spring and going into the summer as far as the portal. So uh, I, I, mean, I think uh, Definitely linebacker, possibly an offensive lineman, but uh, some some of that is uh, kind of you know just still up in the air. But uh, I think those are the two two main areas that you're probably looking at, along with defensive tackle. They got a defensive end from uh, from the portal who they really like, but uh, they need it. They need uh, an inside guy. I saw you do a story on Cross Johnson, and uh, he'll be coming after the spring. What do you know about this wide receiver? Uh, 10, 10, 5, 4 in the 100 meters, 21.07 in the 200. Uh, smaller guy, about 5'10, about 170, 160. But uh, uh, Coach Petrino obviously knew about him and, and uh, extended an offer on signing day on December the 20th. And he was committed to Louisiana Lafayette, but uh, obviously switched to Arkansas. Uh, you know, just speed, speed, speed. And that, that's something that. Uh, uh, I think Coach Petrino's always wanted a, a receiver, and you, you remember what he did with uh, the guys that he had at Arkansas. They usually had uh, outstanding speed, and then and then they also got the transfer Anthony Jordan from uh, Texas A&M, another mm-hmm. speecher like it. I think he ran a ten one six at Kentucky as a freshman, which is uh, may, maybe one of the fastest guys I I can recall at Arkansas in a long, long time of ever at the uh, at, at football. All right, Richard, we're out of time, unfortunately. Appreciate your time today. And, uh, yeah, busy times, critical times for Arkansas putting that roster together. Appreciate the updates, my friend. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Stay All warm. Man, see All right, buddy. Uh, as we head into this top of the hour, too, wanted to mention a couple of guys that are significant contributors to the buzz. Coach Zimmerman named the Broadcaster of the Year. I'm so proud of him, excited for him, and appreciate what he does. And also Trey Biddy, the sports writer of the year for his work. Obviously catch him on drive time every day. So good to have those guys part of the Buzz family, and glad to see them getting some recognition. We're back. The Red White Report, brought to you by Big O Tires. After this, from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio. At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a classic blue cheese poutine, BLT wedge salad to hand-cut prime steaks, they aim to cater everyone. And that's not all. Upstairs at the Old Bank, you can enjoy live entertainment Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with trivia,